A big thank you to our sponsor, iFixit, who fights for your right to repair and makes really cool tools in the process. If you need to fix your phone, laptop, or even a vacuum, iFixit has thousands of parts, tools, and free guides. Mercury, Mercury Stardust. She's a beacon of hope in the darkest night. Mercury, Mercury Stardust. She'll teach you how to make it all alright. Hey there, hi, my name is Mercury, and I'm the trans handy ma'am. My pronouns are she, her, and I teach compassionate DIY. We're here to help renters, LGBTQIA members, and anyone who's feeling left out in a DIY space. Hey guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome to the Handyman Hotline. As always, I'm the host of the day, Mercury Starbud. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say thank you to my wonderful co-host, the wonderful Maggie Conrad. Hello. Oh, boy, the Maggie train. Yeah, Maggie, the audience is going loco for you. <laughs> Maggie, how you doing today? Uh, I'm doing good. Yeah, just, you know, gearing up for our, you know, upcoming things. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm allowed to say or not. <laughs> Maggie, every week we do this opening. Every week we do this cold opening. We have no idea what we're going to say. And it never ceases to amaze me how bad you are at it. We've, been, we've done this. I feel 15... like we've established that I'm bad at all this spot. <laughs> we have done this 15 times now. And every single time, Maggie will look at me like, I don't know what I'm saying. And I'm like, why are you talking? Why are you talking? From now on, I'm just going to say, I'm great. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I love you so much. Okay. So... I wanted to get something off my, my chest, and that's not my wonderful boobs because I work really hard <laughs> for those. So on TikTok, ever so often, I post something that might be a little bit more controversial. Mm-hmm. And I do the same on Instagram. And I do the same basically everywhere because I'm a political being. I believe very strongly in activism. I believe very strongly in my belief system. Yeah. And a lot of what I do on TikTok is intersectionality. I don't think you can digest what I talk about in all my videos about your worth of time it takes to learn a new skill, compassionate DIY, mm-hmm. I, I might ask Mercury videos. I just don't think you can digest that and not be affected by intersectionality and by my politics. I just don't think you can. Right. Okay? And some people see it. A lot of people see it. But some people don't. And sometimes I share my opinions about things. That are controversial. Mm-hmm. And I show people respect. I show people love and support. And I listen to people who, are, who have a different mindset than me. Mm-hmm. I shared my opinion because I was asked about J.K. Rowling. Yeah. And I shared how I truly felt about it. And the trauma that I have attached to finding out my biggest hero in the world was someone who actively does not support trans people. Yeah. And a lot of people pushed back on me. And I ended up blocking a lot of people. And this is why I did. Because I show respect to other people, I expect the same from others. Yep. And when people choose to be rude to me or rude to people in the comments or listen to my entire video and try to dismiss what I'm saying Mm. or listen to an entire video and then still tell me, you don't care what I have to say. You're still going to play the game. That's fine. You can play the game. 
but you don't need to tell me. And you don't need to shove it in my face. And it hurts. Yeah. And I know I, I, my persona online is a sweet lady, you know? And I try to live up to that every single day. But I'm not a pushover. And I am firm with what I believe in. I'm firm with who I believe things for. And I am very steadfast in how I know I can make a change in the world. And it hurts so much when the audience that I helped build treats me like I am nothing. Mm. And this past weekend was really hard for me. And it always has been hard the last couple of months. But that really hurt. And I just wanted to get off my chest. I know people who listen to the podcast love me and support me and love me on all the platforms. But I think it's important that when you interact with people online, you got to remember we're flipping humans. Yeah. And you, if you treat me like a punching bag, I don't have to take it. And if I block and delete you on TikTok, don't go on Instagram and, tell, and try to bitch me out about it. Mm. And don't go on YouTube and try to scream at me about it. And don't email us. I blocked you for a reason. And if you don't understand why I blocked you for a reason, then I don't know what to tell you. You know, and I I don't have to hold myself accountable for your actions. You do. And if you treat us poorly, we're going to respond in a way that's going to protect us. So I hope that clears that up. <laughs> and I hope that wasn't too, you know, nasty early on, but it's been on my chest a lot. And I just needed to get that out of there. What do you think, Maggie? I think you are a very loving and positive person, and I also think that you deserve to be treated well. Well, I so, love you. Thank you. 100%. Got your back. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> meow mix. Matt, play the meow mix right now. Meow, meow, meow. I'm not even sure. Post edit. I'm positive if we play the meow mix, we will get a copyright like that. So we should not. Matt, can you do me a favor? Can you play your version? <laughs> Can you compose a whole Meow Mix song right now? It better be, but I also don't want it to be cats. I want it to be dogs who are pretending to be cats. And I want it to be a banjo. <laughs> Matt's running. Our sound engineer is running this down. I don't know what he did, but I know he did something at this point in time post, like, podcast recording. Mm -hmm. So whatever he did, great job, Matthew. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> okay, uh, for those who are just tuning in for the first time, I promise I don't go on political rants every single podcast, but thank you for tuning in this week. I really appreciate you. We're going to answer five questions today, Yep. and I have heard none of these prior. <laughs> I don't know any of these questions that we are going to hear today, and I'm answering them all cold turkey. Sometimes this goes really well. Sometimes it goes poorly. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's all hope that it is the well section and not the poor section. <laughs> Maggie, yes. are you ready to give me the cues and let me deliver those A's? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, we have Cody. Ooh. Pronouns are they, them, and they're from Oakland, California. Hi, we have a wood paneled wall that I would like to mount a TV on, but I don't know what kind of wall is behind it. The same wall in an adjoining room is cinder block, but my stud finder is detecting studs behind the wood paneled wall. How do I find out what is behind the wall without tearing it apart? Okay. This is a great question. I love this question, but I also want you to know, I did have to Google this before we answered it. <laughs> so the first thing I thought to myself was like, 
That's a generally good question. We get questions like that a lot. Like mm-hmm. wood paneling. Wood paneling is a nightmare because like it always covers up something, and it's kind of like a mystery box. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Like you never know what you need. Yeah, like you get a mystery box from a store, and you're like, yay! But it's never the good stuff. <laughs> okay, so here's what you find out. This is how you can find out. You, you go to an electrical outlet box. And you open up the electrical, and then you look inside there. Oh, yeah. Right? you should see something exposed behind you, there. You yeah. will see, if you see wood studs, there you go. If you mm-hmm. don't see wood studs, if you see cylinder block, then there you go. There's your answer. So that will be a quickest way to find out. Mm-hmm. And, boy, I really hope for your sake it's studs. But also, like, if you feel like you found a stud, like, you can use... I think you should potentially use a magnet on the wall mm-hmm. through that wood paneling. And if it go, if it's isolated, like as if it found like a screw, mm-hmm. that means there's definitely a stud behind there too. And that wouldn't be signal to block at that point. No, you sure. know what I mean? Yeah. Like if it's isolated, like it's a screw, then you've, that's definitely, you found a screw going through drywall. So I believe that there's a device out there that you might want to look into. This is just for anyone who's looking for studs or anyone who's doing anything with with drywall. Anyone who's doing anything and trying to find a stud, period. There's a device out there that I just ran into. And from time to time, Maggie knows this. I like to, like, reach out and try different products on Amazon and Mm -hmm. other places. Because um, I used to be really against this stuff. I used to always say on my early TikToks that, like, you know, anything that says it makes your life easier, it typically makes your life harder. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and it's just a waste of money. Yeah. And I do believe that to some extent, but like the snug plug changed my mind. The snug plug is so genuinely a great idea and a temporary fix for people mm-hmm. that like, I don't know. And for those who don't know what I'm talking about, the snug plug is a device where if you have a, like nothing fits into your outlet and everything is loose in your outlet, mm-hmm. you put this UFL tested pl- piece of plastic into your outlet. And then you put the plug into it, and then it is tight. If you'd like to see and, what it is, there will be an affiliate link in the description. Ooh, <laughs> way to go, Maggie. Good job. But that, that, I honestly think Stone Plug is one of the best inventions I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And now there's a glow-in-the-dark one. Did you see that? No. There's a glow-in-the-dark one. Weren't you just talking about that? Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was, Maggie. They were and, listening. And they, they must have been <laughs> they listening to our, our system. They hacked our private conversation. <laughs> but no, it's on Amazon. You can get a glow-in-the-dark one now. Nice. I know. But <laughs> I was going to pitch that idea to them, and maybe <laughs> maybe we were going to call it the Mercury Stardust Snug They would have loved it. They would have loved it. <laughs> but now I think they should just make like a star one, you know? <laughs> this one, you put one in the outlet, and then you know glitter comes out of it. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's so safe. That's so safe. But anyways... So this device that I'm talking about, making a, the stud finding a little bit easier, is called a stud pop. And this is a very high-powered magnet that has this little, like, what are you used to call these? You know that game called Sorry? Mm-hmm. What were those called? This little peg? It looks like a, it looks like a, a plastic thing that has, like, a, um, a rubber thing in the front of it that mm-hmm. hides a magnet. Yeah, it just looks like a... One of those. It looks like a peg that's inside of it. Yeah. And it's loose for the most part until it hits metal. And then it gets hard. And there's a lot of jokes you could put in here. 
where <laughs> that you can find on our Patreon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That maybe you slide around this <laughs> magnet, and, and it's really loose while you're sliding it around. But once it finds a stud, it gets rock hard. Uh, <laughs> innuendo, 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 innuendo to the wall as the sweat drums down my paws. <laughs> meow, 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 meow. But anyways, anyways, I was trying to make it wholesome, Maggie. So anyways. So this device called a stud pop is really good. Mm. I, I always talk about the magnet to find a stud trick all the time. This is the fucking best. I, I am blown away by this. Because sometimes when you're doing the magnet trick, you can have a you like you feel a pole, but you don't know for sure if it's a pole. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know what I'm talking about, you can find a stud by just sliding a magnet on the wall mm-hmm. and hitting the screw. That's holding up the drywall into your stud. Best, simplest trick. Carpenters have been doing this for years. Construction workers do this. This works great in plaster and lathe. And it can work in tile. But it's extremely difficult sometimes with magnets to know for sure if it's pulling or not. You know? Sure. This device, because of that like floppiness of it, and then all of a sudden it springs in, you don't miss it. You'll just be sliding it really quick across the wall. And boom, it'll just tell you, hey, I'm right here. Nice. And I tried it on quarter-inch tile in the bathroom. It fucking worked. Wow. I found a stud through tile. That's amazing. Using a magnet. And I have never been able to do that. You know how easy it would be to install those rails for people mm. if oh, you could yeah, find like in yes the, in the bathroom i yeah. i was blown away and this stud pop i believe would work really well for this instance yeah. if you have wood paneling and you open up the outlet and you see that it's on a stud and you can even detach the outlet if you want to turn off your electrical and double check mm-hmm. it make sure it goes out and then, like, just, like, open up the outlet a little more mm-hmm. and take a look. And you should be able to see. You should be able to see if there's a like stud or the not. box out. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then be able to take and take a better look. But if you find it, it's wood, you'll be able to find the stud a lot more effectively. Cool. With that little trick. So, I hope that helps you. Yay. Yeah. Mercury solved that problem and gave a really long, almost kind of dirty answer. <laughs> This is a dirty dancing of Kept this it podcast. Clean. It was good. Yeah. 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 I added the cat for a little bit of a soft and blow, you know? I wanted to make sure some people still thought I was, you know, I, I like the Mrs. Roger of TikTok. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm more like Miss Frizzles. Yeah. But like, I'm like, definitely. I'm, I'm definitely the corn version of Miss Frizzle, you know? Mm-hmm. Like a little sassy, a little saucy. You know what I mean? I mean, she was a little sassy and saucy too. I, I mean, we just didn't get the jokes when we were. I kids. definitely think she was a swinger. Like, I definitely think that later in life, Miss Frizzle. I mean, she was played by Lily Tomlin. <laughs> oh shit! Oh god, I didn't even remember that. Yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> I mean, the jokes are right of themselves, folks. <laughs> All right, Maggie. What is next question? What is the next question, my friend? This is from Jessica. She, her. And she lives in Ohio. Hi, Mercury. We have an exposed ceiling in our basement and really want to cover it up as it has been leading to other issues. Hmm. But we aren't sure how to go about it. If a drop ceiling would be best. There is only two of us to work on it. Oh, you got an exposed ceiling that just has like rails. Yeah. And uh, joists. And okay. Oh, boy. I mean, this is a good question. I mean, what are you able to do with two people? That's a really, what a wonderful suggestion and, and and like question here 
Maggie, you own a home. What are your hot takes on, on drop ceilings and ceilings in general in a basement? You've had two yeah. homes. You didn't have a basement down in Austin, though, right? No, no, no basement. Okay. We have a tiled drop ceiling in our current house. So, like, you know how we have the drop ceiling here with, like, all of the frames yeah. and the big tiles? For those who don't know, Maggie's um, referring to our uh, Stardust Studios. Studio. Yeah. Yeah, we have, have the, drop like, ceiling traditional here. drop ceiling that you're thinking of. At home, we just have, they're just small, like, 12 by 12 tiles, and there's no framing. So I I believe that it's just done into the the joists and the studs. Okay. I, I haven't seen behind it, but there is so, no framing, metal framing like we have here. So he, here's my hot take on it. I've only taken down drop ceiling. I've never put up drop ceiling. Yeah. But... I will tell you from my experience, drop ceilings are kind of, you don't need, the bells and whistles are not really there, right? Like, it's pretty much framework, mm-hmm. tedious as all hell to put up a drop ceiling. Yeah. And it is a- so you have to put each individual tile up. Yes, you do. You also got to really make sure you get everything level and yeah, even. and yeah. It's like a puzzle piece from hell. Oh, God. Okay. But, and also keep in mind, it's much more economical. Mm-hmm. Like- way more economical because the equipment you need to put in drywall is a little bit different, right? Mm -hmm. I would say, though, that I think you're probably better off doing drywall. Yeah, People might disagree with me on that one. I think it really depends what your budget is. I would say either way, though, make sure you put insulation in that. Uh I mean... Really think about foam density installation mm-hmm. and really think about, like, getting the stuff that's going to dampen noise. Yeah. If you're going to hang down, like, did they say they were going to hang in that basement or anything? Like, is that a furnished basement, did they say? Uh, they didn't say. Okay. Like, I, I expect if they want to put a ceiling down there, that they're ex- thinking about making it, like, more of a, a space. Yeah. And if you're thinking about making it more of a space and maybe, like, a like, adding a couch down there or maybe make it a partially furnished or whatnot i would think really hard about putting insulation and you know high density foam boards Mm -hmm. in there and to reduce the sound because if you don't you're just making an echo chamber by just putting empty drywall in there so if you put drywall in there and no installation or little installation what you're doing is basically making a box of sound and percussion Mm-hmm. And that will make the issue even worse. If you're like, oh, I can hear footsteps pretty easy above us right now, you will be living in a sound hell if oh, you don't do God, something yeah. about it. And that's the biggest faux pas I see people do. They just want they want to cut every corner possible. They really want that drywall, maybe they can't afford the density foam, or they want to have a drop ceiling, but they don't want to put any insulation in there. And then they're like, fuck. So whatever works best for you. Drywall would be, you can do two people with either job, but either job will take a lot of time with two people. So, and and patience. So, I was just looking it up. Ours is, uh, so it looks like this is what ours looks like. So, it's like 12, um, you know, little tiles, but we're pretty sure it's like more like big, big pieces where there's like maybe like eight tiles you know on one okay yeah yeah and so what it does 24 is, inch by 24 inches so. well this one yeah this one is 24 20 by 24 but you know basically what it what it is it's like drywall but you don't have to worry about the seams so much because the seams are like kind of hidden with 
the decoration of the ceiling tiles. Yeah, right? yeah. You almost got like chrome so, with it. Almost, you almost have like like some type of like. I think I know what you're talking about. So you're not you having see to do restaurant. so much. You're not having to do like mudding. Yeah, you the see, seams or anything. You see that at restaurants more. Yeah. If you look up, at, <clears throat> like a lot of fancy diners will have that kind of yeah, setup. There's ceiling. Yeah, tiles. yeah. I don't know what that's called either. But yeah, it, they have it just listed as ceiling tiles. Hmm, just ceiling tiles. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I don't know if that like fully answers their question, but I, I feel like that's all I can give here because like as far as like what I would recommend, I I, I don't know. I, I don't think you should cut corners on this one. Yeah. I wouldn't, but you know, financially, you you, you got what you got. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to yep. tell you the most expensive route, which well, is Well and also time wise if if you don't have time to install. You could do you don't need a contractor for yeah. this though. Yeah. You don't need a contractor True. for this. I don't even think do you need a permit for this one, Maggie? No. I don't think so because it's not like you're not adding a room, you're not working mm-hmm. with electrical. You should be okay. Um the no, you should be okay. You might want yeah. to hire an electrician for the lights that you might have to move around. And you might want to make sure you have room in your budget yeah, for that. Yeah, you have to like extend the wire. And you might want to hire an HVAC specialist for any duct work that you have in there. But mm-hmm. other than that, if you keep those two things in mind, you might be okay. And then, here's the thing. If you do a drop ceiling, both of those jobs are way cheaper too. Mm-hmm. If you do drywall, you will have more of a nightmare. With both electrician and HVAC. Yeah. It's an easy peasy lemon squeezy with electrician. Because you can always do the drop ceiling and then just like have it come later. Right. But if you drywall it, <laughs> it's kind of, you know what I mean? It's a little bit more of a, a mess. So I would say if you're on a budget and time and you got like a three week, if you got three weekends open, do drop ceiling. If you do drywall, this would be a good like two month project for you. Mm. Right. Am I, is that a pretty good estimate, Maggie? Yeah. I think so. I don't. I always tell the people who are doing things at home, never ever think this is a weekend warrior thing. Oh yeah, no. never think that. Give yourself time. Be patient. Like live your life, man. Live your life. <laughs> do not like. Do not overdo it. Let it take like, its time. This will. This stuff will consume you. Yeah. And I want you to live your life as a homeowner. I really do. I don't want you to be just bogged down with every single renovation that you feel like you have to do. Always think about preventative stuff. Always think about the stuff like your 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 hot water heater. Always think about, you know, your HVAC system. Always think about your boiler, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like renovations like this, take your time, plan it out, you know, shop around for materials and strike where the iron's hot. Right? Like take three or five months to plan. Mm-hmm. And then do it. I, I I really think that's the best, especially in the economic status right now, where we're like looking for the best way to go. You know, yeah. I hope that helps. I hope I filled them with a whole bunch of A's, <laughs> and they got a whole bunch of knowledge of hot, steamy stuff. I think you set them in the right direction for sure. Good. This is a really spicy episode. <laughs> I hope this is not just explicit, like ranked, but like really explicit. Like I, like I mean. Double explicit. Double. Double. Maggie, just give me another cue, okay? Hi, this is Monica, they, them, and Logan, he, him. Uh, We're married, and we live in an apartment that has hardwood flooring. And we had a metal bed, and we put all the foam things underneath it. And then after some time, the foam bits that were preventing the floor from getting scratched moved. And now we have a floor that the 
bed, metal bed frame has kind of like scraped away at the floor and we're renting and we're really nervous about what to do when we move to try to fix this kind of scraped floor situation because it's not just a scratch, it's kind of a little more than a scratch. So we'd really appreciate your help. Thanks. No, <laughs> that was so cute. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you for that wonderful question. As far as hardwood floor goes, especially as renters, there's a few routes you can go. Okay, first and foremost, let me tamper your expectation. Right, flooring itself is going to get dinged up, and it's going to be beat up. And there is no like. It's kind of like when you take a car off the lot. Mm-hmm. It disappreciates in value immediately. Did I just butcher that word? Depreciates? Yes, immediately, right? Yeah. So does flooring. Flooring yeah. will never be perfect from the moment you walk on it. It's dud, right? Mm. It's going to have scratches. It's going to have it. The problem comes when you're a renter and there's isolated spots, right? If your whole damn floor is beat up, no one fucking notices. <laughs> <laughs> Taken from someone who worked in property management. <laughs> I, I, when I would walk into this beautiful, like amazing hardwood floor apartment, right? And I'm like looking, we're doing the check and I'm like, wow, this is beautiful. And then I go into the bedroom and I see like four holes. Into the, <laughs> that always got me more than when I would walk into an apartment and just saw it dinged up everywhere. But like, well, you know, just place the whole thing, you know, no big deal. You know, <laughs> the one is isolated. It was always gotcha. It's always hard to to know what to do in those incidents. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell you a few, a few ideas to go here and maybe they'll work. Now, there's a whole bunch of different type of like fl- wood finished floor products that are kind of like between between like putty, uh, epoxy. But all that's going to depend on what the finished color coat is. Oh, sure. So, like, is this oak? You know, is this pine? You know, it, there's going to be multicolors. It's going to be like, you can get like literally floor and furniture repair kits that are like for touch up wood. Or is it stained? Yeah. Like, what kind of, like, it's going to really depend. There's a lot of tutorials on this on YouTube. And I would say 50% are horseshit because mm-hmm. a lot of them don't apply for you. Yeah. You know, like, your flooring. A, you want to make sure it's really floor, like literally hardwood floor and not laminate. Sometimes people get confused between the two. So make sure it's hardwood floor. But I trust that you know that it is hardwood floor. And I would, the one product that I recommend that I have used before is JB Weld, like cookie wood. is epoxy wood repair putty. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this stuff, basically, you want to get like a, a hairdryer or a heat gun. And you like, you get it like... You get it kind of heated up, mm-hmm. and then you, you can kind of, like, push it in. And there's tutorials on that, and I would say get a piece of wood and try it first. Try it on a scrap piece of wood mm-hmm. and see how good you can get it. Once you get it in that ballpark, right, and you try different stands and stuff, and then you're going to be okay. But that's like a $12 kit. You can on top of that, right? Yeah, not all of them. Okay. There are repair kits that would let you stain on top, but a lot of the Maggie will come with multiple colors, oh, and sure. you're kind of like using color crayons, yep. and you're trying to just smudge them together, and you're color matching yourself. It's not an easy process. I've done this on countertops before. It's a process. And then you can use polyurethane on top of that to seal it off. 
and then that were that should do it. So I would say the JB Weld Quickwood Putty Kit is the one I prefer, but there are definitely other options out there. If you just peruse, 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 yep, we got just peruse, <laughs> just peruse <laughs> Google and try to find. One that works best for you at your skill set. And I mean, look up tutorials on how to use that specific product. Don't just trust me, okay? And then make sure you get the right equipment. I think a heat gun will probably be the best option here. And then you could use a, a blow dryer, though. And then try it on test wood. And then get a polyurethane. And try all that on test wood. So we're like, go to the hardware store, pick up some scrap, you know, pine or oak or whatever try to get as close as you can to the color that you're going to deal with and see what you can come up with okay does that make sense maggie what do you yeah. think no, yeah i think that makes sense i think that can work I, I hope the best i want if this works please call in if it doesn't work forget my name uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but i will say that there's mixed results with that sometimes it works so well <clears throat> and sometimes it's like it looks like, you know... You see it from a mile away. <laughs> it looks like Picasso gone wrong. Aww. You know what I mean? Like, uh -huh. it looks like blocky and, yeah. like, doesn't look right. So, like, you can definitely go awry with this. So, try to test it. Feel your comfortability. See if the gouges are too gouged, right? Because they were kind of gougy, right? Mm -hmm. The holes were. Yeah, because it, well, it, it scraped away everything. That's what it was, right, Maggie? Yeah. Yeah. I say go for it. Try testing it and then see if you're comfortable enough. And then if that works, Mercury's a goddamn miracle worker. Uh, <laughs> if it doesn't, please let us know. You never heard of me. All right. All right, Maggie. Let's get the show on the road. Okay. This is from Rowan. Their pronouns are she, they, and they're located in Virginia. Ooh. Mercury, your videos have helped me before and I very much need help again. The back half oh. of my house got flooded and my carpets, especially in one of our closets, are soaked. Oh, no. How can I quickly fix this? Oh. If anybody can help me, I know it's you. Thank you so much for all of your maintenance tips. Oh, Rowan. First and foremost, I wanted to say my heart goes out to you. Mm -hmm. I, have sure. been I have been there. I have been there multiple times. So frustrating. Yeah. It, is this, is there, do we get the sense that this is their home? Like they own this or is this a rental? They don't system? say, but they did call it their house. Okay. So, so I'm going to operate with an assumption that they're, I'm going to say that it isn't their home, that they're a renter. Mm -hmm. Because like, I don't know if we need to do anything if they were either. Like right. I think if we can go with the, the renter route and then fill in the gaps. So we're just going to go with that because I don't want to make the assumptions. Here, I might throw in some sprinkles if you are a homeowner, just to make sense. But we'll see if we can solve this, Maggie. And also, you're a homeowner, Maggie, so throw out some tidbits if you think <laughs> of anything. The very first thing that I will say, and this, I say this all the time, and Maggie knows what I'm going to say, dehumidifier. Mm -hmm. I cannot stress enough how important it is for you to go out and rent a high-power dehumidifier. Go to a hardware store. Go to, you know, Home Depot, Lowe's, Menards, wherever they are for you. Mm -hmm. Go to the rental section if you can. Look online if you can. And rent out a very decent, great dehumidifier. And ask, if, if you don't know how to work them, because it can be a little tricky, ask for help when you're there. Okay? Most people will be more than happy to show you how to use the equipment you're renting out. Okay? 
and if you can't look at the make a model of that equipment and look at a tutorial on YouTube, mm. you'll find it. You'll yeah. find it. But most of the time, all it is is you're hooking up a hose, maybe an extension hose into like a slop sink or something, and then you're drain you're taking another hose and you're putting it to a drain or a five gallon pail. And you're just pumping water. And, and the big ones, mm. not just the little ones, the, the smaller dehumidifiers are not going to be enough for a flood like this. Sure. From what you would describe to us, it sounds like you need a high-powered one. You need an industrial dehumidifier. And that will save your home. Okay? Like, it will do a damn good job. Is it going to be perfect? No. Mm-hmm. And if you're a renter, that's the best you can do. Okay? And just know this, it happens. Life happens. And I hope you have renter's insurance if you're a renter. And I hope everything that you own is okay. Okay? And I hope you're okay. Now, if you're a homeowner, I'm going to want you to pull up that carpet a little bit. I'm going to want you to take a look and see what the damage is. And if if this got to us late, and this was like a month ago, or whenever this question was asked, and you're you're still waiting on an answer... I need you to really make sure you get a good dehumidifier and let that run for a week or so. Mm-hmm. Because the longer you let that product or the, that um, problem go on, the more water damage and molding you will have. You can prevent mold from growing by sucking the living moisture out of any space, mm-hmm. right? Dehumidifiers will stop mold in its tracks. Like you're suffocating it essentially, right? As I always say, bleach is not the answer for that kind of stuff so if you pull it back and you see if you see spots and mold and mildew that's you got to rip that carpet out okay and you got to get down to the floorboards but if you don't if you if you you see where the entry point is and you don't see any of those problems and and you didn't you don't think the drywall i'm assuming this drywall didn't soak up the water because remember if it's in the floors drywall is dry yeah. Right? It is absorbent. If it if you put some water on the on the on floor and you put a piece of drywall on there, that dry that water will travel up like five feet. Wow. It will go high. It is like a, a reverse waterfall. Okay. So if that happens, you gotta rip that drywall out too. That's the mm-hmm. best route to go. And I know that it's not fun things. I know that's stressful, but I'm telling you for your own health, your own sanity. I would really think about the precautions. You don't need to do a full renovation yet, okay? Try the the dehumidifier first. Let that suck it up for a day or two. Then take up a knife and cut the down, the the, towards the bottom of the drywall. Take a light and and put a mirror in there or a camera in there and really look. Look for spots and mildew. Do it in one or two sections and just make sure you're okay. I want to make sure you're okay, Rowan. I don't want you, I don't want you to get sick from this stuff. And wear a respirator when you do all this work, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, and everyone out there who's experiencing this kind of stuff and going through stuff, my heart goes out to you. I know it's a lot of responsibility. I know it's a lot of stuff. I've done salvages like this. And I you know, I think we said last week during a podcast or another podcast that was on recently that you know, I've done full-on like sewage salvages where mm-hmm. I've been in the basements of like chest high with sewage before oh, gosh. and i've been there trying to help people and, and and deal with people in those really hard moments and i gotta tell you you're not alone people go through this kind of stuff all the time and it's gonna be okay just do a little thing every single day to put you in the right direction okay yeah. Ugh, breaks my heart i wish there was a it's so hard i wish there was a fast fix with some of that stuff i really do mm-hmm. the, the the water damage in the the flooding kills me that does 
because like it's it's not kind of like a silent killer. Yeah. Especially of homes, and, and I, seeps into everything. Yeah, because like you, it, like just just imagine this, Maggie. You spill a glass of water. What do people say when they spill a glass of water? Oh, it's just water. Mm-hmm. I don't know, y'all. Water will mold so fast. Like yeah. it's like a like it's it's heaven for bacteria and stuff when it gets damp. And if you don't do anything about that, if you don't soak that up, mm-hmm. it's that not good. You know, so like really. Be mindful of it. And I think when we're talking about this, especially in drywall, drywall is such a pain in the butt when it comes to water damage and stuff like that, too. So, all right. Not my favorite A to give, but. I have a question. Oh, I might have an answer. Would you recommend using like a shop vac or some other kind of like wet vac? Well, it depends on how far along this is. I mean, Mm. if there's still standing water in there, fuck yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. If this, I assume they did that already. I should have not made that assumption. If there's standing water in there. Absolutely get as much out. I mean, this is when you go get a bunch of paper towel, too, and you suck up everything. Right. Anything that can help, per, like, make that process of soaking that water up with a dehumidifier way easier. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a big job. And also, really monitor that de- dehumidifier. Those can those can also cause fires. Oh, yeah. So, really be careful with those. Check on it. Don't neglect it. You don't know. run it maybe when you're not there. Yeah, some people do that. I mean, you can. They don't say not to, but I mean, how many do they do? I don't know. Actually, <laughs> uh, I know we did. I know we often ran it without anyone being around. But mm-hmm. all because what I do doesn't mean you should do that. Okay, <laughs> do as I say, not yeah. as I do. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Do yeah, do what I say, <laughs> not what I do. What Maggie just said, and that's a very smart little saying to live by. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I'm also the person who, like, when I see a step ladder, the very first thing I do is I climb to the top of the the, the last step. <laughs> and if I if I don't feel safe in that step ladder, I don't buy that step ladder. Yes, I'm doing this at hardware stores. That's uh, so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Maggie, you ready? I am ready. Okay, this one is Rachel. She, her, and she's in Cocoa Beach, Florida. Hello. Oh beautiful- my God! Hold on. Wait a minute. I love Cocoa Beach, Florida. Oh, yeah? I was down there for <laughs> months because when we were touring, our van got stole, stole. Oh, wow. And I lived down in Cocoa Beach, Florida for several months into weekend. Oh. And that's when I became kind of like a a shred worker. And I did my first strip teases in the back of a bar. <laughs> and then we raised the Aww. money that way. So me... Mercury got our start in Cocoa Beach. I got my first thong that is hanging in my costume room right now. <laughs> I kid you not, I have a tuxedo thong from Cocoa Beach, Florida, hanging in my costume room right now, and that was the thong that started my burlesque career. Well, what a quinky So look at that. Not what you, it wasn't the answer that you thought you were getting. But now Rachel can say that she lives you got in your t- start in her hometown yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay the question is hello beautiful human miss mercury handy ma'am i know you must get a thousand messages a day but i do have a sort of vague question i hope you might be able to get to i am buying my first home yay as a single parent i am so very proud of myself for getting to this point that i can provide my son his own room and a yard i could cry I do have a bit of trauma from both house fires and floods, and I'm wondering what I can look for to ensure my new home is safe for us. Of course, I did have the inspections done, but have already found things not caught by initial inspections, such as an old kitchen leak and a burnt out wire behind an outlet in my son's very own bathroom. 
Now that the home is empty, mine, and inspections are done, what further steps can I take to ensure the safety of my son and I before move-in day? Thank you for any advice you can give. I appreciate you so much. I messaged you on IG as well. Sorry for the double spam. I wish I could call. <laughs> but the phone anxiety is real. <laughs> you know, the old, the whole opening thing to this question about me being down in Cocoa Beach, because they emailed us an, uh, an Instagram too, I no longer want to answer this question. <laughs> what, if, what if that was my uh, take? I don't want to answer this. Uh, no, nah, I'm just like You double spam me. Um, You're okay. done. <laughs> yeah, how dare you double spam? Uh, okay, Maggie, I got a question to you. Okay, yep. you've, you've moved into a home twice in your life. Mm-hmm. What is your take on this? As someone who's done this before, what would you do? So she said she already got the inspection done. And my advice, you know, I know you can't do it for that particular inspection. Maybe you want to pay for a second inspection to be done. But Mm -hmm. I really would recommend being there when they're doing the inspection. Because there are things that they can say but they can't put in the inspection because yes. they um they can you. only put in the inspection things that like impede the they you cannot know. put cosmetic things in there right they cannot and here's the thing cosmetic yeah. things can lead exactly. to bigger problems so it's always good to be there it wouldn't hurt to get another inspection if you can afford it and make sure to be there at the time and walk around with them ask them questions point out things that you're concerned about you know, go in with like, show them that wire. What do you think about that? Is that going to be an issue? Yep. I would definitely recommend doing that if you can afford a second inspection for anybody else. Go with your inspector the first time if you can. Also, I want to reassure you for a second. You are a small cookie. You are mm-hmm. already noticing things. Yeah. You're already doing things. You're thinking ahead. You're taking the precautions. You're reaching out to see what, yeah. what you're doing. You are doing great. Like, honestly, right now, wherever you are, you listening to this podcast, take your fucking hand up, <laughs> put it behind your head, and pat your back on, because you're doing a great job. Yeah, like, I'm she caught things the inspectors yes, missed. That's so good. That's awesome. I'm like really proud of you. But also, that inspector should have caught that, to be honest. I mean, that yeah. is, you know, I, I mean, I'm friends with enough inspectors to know they're humans. Yeah. And they make mistakes. But this is why I do recommend, if you're able to, that second inspector does matter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And also, like, if you're worried about the electrical, if this is an older home, it seems like, especially if you're in Cocoa Beach, you might want to reach out to an electrician mm-hmm. and get just like, you know, to just do a, a check, right? Yeah. Just check some of the, check that outlet, do those things. I, I You know, pre- preemptive, right? Because here's the thing. N- nothing in the home is going to be easier to access later that it isn't able right now like this is the easiest yep. time for contractors to get in right and this is the easiest time for them to be able to get the job done it will cost you more and it will be a hard harder thing to deal with later on when they got to work around your home stuff okay and we'll work around kids it's just it, it always costs more when they take longer so it will take a less time if there's nothing in their way and I think that's a great way to go. Now, as far as like, you know, like faulty wiring and stuff like that, I definitely don't recommend doing that yourself if you can avoid it. But if you can, I, I think that like when there's smoke, there's fire. Mm-hmm. So if you noticed it in one, I would definitely want to check it in all and triple check. Yeah. And really, really double check that kind of stuff because. Again, that to me is kind of a red herring. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to the wiring, 
I would be curious what your breaker box is like. Oh, true. And I would be curious to see if this got retrofitted and if that faulty started from something else or maybe they pulled wires and I don't know. This is a lot. There's a lot that this could be. And I would, I would love to get an electrician's opinion on it as uh, if, I, if I was you. What do you think about that? Would you I, agree? I agree with getting the electrician. You can also get landscapers that specially, specialize Ooh. in um, grading for flooding. So they would Great. go around your house and make sure that all of the land slopes away from your foundation. And they can point out Love you. where there may be like pathways where water would get stuck or, yes. you know, show where there's a dip along the foundation where water would pool. Um, there, You right. would want a specific, like not just any landscaper can do this, but a, like somebody that specializes in grading. You can also get building planners who often will mm-hmm. be able to do this work. You'll get construction workers who will be able to do some of that work too. But I will say this. Recently, I got a question on TikTok about like the, a front porch, right? Mm-hmm. Tony, our very good friend oh, who's a mechanic, yeah. right? And this was like this porch that definitely was falling apart. And then we noticed that there was two pillars kind of holding mm-hmm. up the porch. And then off of there, there's two pillars that was holding off the top half of the building, right? Yeah. And those, in a lot of ways, that porch was, like, structural to the entire the, building. The whole home, yeah. And what we believe caused the problem was not proper slopage. Mm-hmm. Like, you have... At the, the base of the pillar. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, we think what caused the problem is that, like, you have this gutter system that wasn't properly used or stalled mm. and it wasn't flowing water away properly or maybe you got a kink in the, in the pipe and then just put all that water right at the wood and just rotted the wood out mm-hmm. and i think that those kind of things like really keep that in mind especially when you live down in florida i, yeah. I just think keep that in mind when we're talking about foundational stuff um as well so maggie great tip wait up yeah well we had to deal with that with our home before Did we you? moved in there okay. were some grading issues so, so yeah. I, I want to, for the record, shape Maggie answered this A. <laughs> Maggie did I, this. I think I helped, but no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying <laughs> for the first time ever, Maggie got a point on the board. Woo-hoo! Yeah, for so, the first time. Yeah. I feel like I okay, helped before. Maggie, just a second ago, <laughs> just a second ago, you were trying to give me full credit, and now that I gave you full credit, you just not enough for Maggie. Let me take more. Wow, way to go, you ungrateful. <laughs> oh, I love you, Maggie. Okay, so we answered that pretty good? I think so. Okay, I wish you the luck down in Cocoa Beach, and I hope you are well. Thank you for bringing back some of those wonderful memories. <laughs> and I hope you had a good day today listening to the podcast. Again, I want to say thank you to everyone who stuck with our podcast today and listened to me being uncomfortable with, with some things. It really yeah. appreciates to me that I have a space where I can say these things and be supported and be loved. You all really mean a lot to me, and especially to people who are my Patreon supporters. If you're not a Patreon supporter, I love you so much too. Like, it's okay if you are a Patreon supporter. I want you to know that you make my day every day. You make this possible. You support me. You keep this pirate ship afloat. And it really matters to me. And my life is better than it has ever been, even though I go through things sometimes that are <laughs> hard, because I have support like you from all of you. I love you so much, y'all. Um, thank you for making my dreams come true. 
and for me to be able to play basketball sometimes when I'm at work, uh, <laughs> which is true. Maggie knows we do have a basketball it, hoop set up. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. It helps my creativity juices. I'm yeah. not. Uh, Maggie knows that I it am, helps de stress. I am the personification of ADHD. Um, <laughs> you and my husband both. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am like a dog that sees a squirrel, and I just instantly forget what I'm talking about. <laughs> just like right now, because I forgot we were ending the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay wrap it up everybody i just want to say thank you again if you want to be a patreon supporter you can support us right now you can go to our website mercurystardust.com and find out more we have a tier system there so if you're not able to to give more than a dollar or so or two or three dollars that's okay you can start low we have another tier system that's 15 dollars, and i think it goes to 30 bucks right maggie three ten and 35 there you go we have a wonderful system so if you want to help out you can but there's no pressure at all and then we are also, again, on Cameo. So if you have questions and you want my direct answer, I'm telling you, Cameo is the best way to do it right now. We're going to do that and give it a try again. I didn't always like it before, but we got a team around me yeah, now. Yeah, support now. I think we can do this a lot more. I think this is better than consultations because they're quicker. Yeah. And I, I'll talk three to five, ten minutes on those Cameos. <laughs> so if you, wanted my, if you want a question, throw it on Cameo. There is an overhead. There's a price. I think we upped it to $65. Yep. But if you still want to send us free questions here on the podcast, you absolutely can. And we will do the best we can to answer as many questions as often as we can on the podcast. Okay? I love you all. You can just call 608-205-8768. Yep. That's 608-205-8768. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. And remember... You're worth the time it takes to learn a new skill. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode of the Handyman Hotline, you can listen to an even longer version by supporting us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon, $10 or more, you'll be able to get an extra long 30 to 45 minute section every single week. Isn't that amazing? More of me and Maggie. Wow. So thank you so much for all those who already support us. And you too can support us and listen to more on our Patreon. Thank you. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please help us keep the pirate ship alive by supporting our sponsors, the wonderful iFixit. They fight for your right to repair and mix really cool tools in the process. If you need to fix your phone, laptop, or even a vacuum, iFixit has thousands of parts, tools, and free guides to make your life a little bit easier. So grab your hammer and nails and paint your nails if you want to. You're worth the time it takes to be you. You how to fix your house, how to fix it by yourself. The trans hand.